Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of... What's the G plural for friends? Gaggle of goons. A gaggle of... That works, yes. The puzzling podcast where a gaggle of goons from geographically diverse locations in the United Kingdom meet up in onlines, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I am Mike and I am drinking a lovely, lovely Sauvignon Blanc which I stole a little sip from my wife's glass earlier when we were having dinner, and I liked it so much that I then stole another glass, and then another glass, and then this is glass number three. Thank you, Laura. And joining me this extremely sunny summer evening, we have... I am John, and I have a new microphone, which you're hopefully hearing the difference of now, and if not, that was money wasted. Uh, I am drinking... (laughs) It's another local one. Uh, not time and tide this time. It is from a local brewery, Gads, with two Ds. And this is Dog Bolter, a dark mm. porter that is labelled both sturdy and traditional. Let's see. Oh, that's very, um, that's very like caramelly, chocolatey, and yeah, nice, very malty. Love it. Mm. Mm. And I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and uh, this week I am drinking uh, Blue Moon. Yum, 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 yum. You do this just to spite me, don't you? I do. I hear that John's on with me, and I'm like, Blue Moon, I will get the Blue Moon from the fridge. <laughs> it's like the only beer as well that I chill. Now, see that I don't, um, I don't support that. We go to, well, huh, during in the before times, the long, long ago, we'd been to the Frusta Beer Festival a couple of times together. In fact, we've got a Frusta Beer Festival special uh, somewhere in our, in our archive. And the only thing that I don't like about it is that um, it's always on the inexplicably hottest days of the year. Um, and the beer is always a little bit too warm. Mm. If your beer isn't warm and ever so slightly chewy, is it really beer? Bye bye to the American listeners. <laughs> I think. I mean, I, I think an IPA should always be cool at the very least. Yes, yes, it should. I've I've come round to the idea that beer ought to be cold. I've gone Atlantic. I know it's supposed to be room temperature over here, but. I, I chill pretty much everything now, and I think they're better for it. Especially when, and this is the fault of the breweries, not me, most of the cans of like locally brewed stuff come with a chill and drink soon label on them. Like They don't want you to store it for a long time, and they definitely don't want you to store they it. They want more. you to drink it so you can buy more. <laughs> maybe. It maybe is as simple as that, but I wonder if there is some, yeah. Given that alcohol is a... Um... Life preservative giving preservative that's the word uh, life giving <laughs> ben, you... extending oh thing. okay <laughs> just I ask drink George. more then ben just ask what george best <laughs> you heard it here first folks um yeah drink drink more to live longer oh i'm um, interesting sorry i'm conscious i've blathered <laughs> almost endlessly so far this episode but i've got hilarious got my own fuck up to share um Ooh, yay this makes a difference from john bringing his um, hilarious fuck ups i knew this day would come so I have one of, well, Laura bought us um, those water bottles with the uh, the spout and the straw kind of built in. Mm-hmm. Um, to it, on the, the basis being that, you know, you fill it up and you make sure you drink enough water throughout the day, yada, yada, yada. And I normally put it on the side of my little, my little cardboard desk next to my work laptop. And you'd think, very dangerous, water bottle next to laptop. No, 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 not a problem because the spout's pointing upwards and even if you knocked it over, it would fall like over the laptop. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. However, today... The sun hit the bottle. Okay, by hit. <laughs> like a truck. You know, knock the, knock the bottle into the wall. I would chair. Um, no, no, so, so the, the sun sort of hit the bottle, and I sort of noticed that the bottle started warming. You know, sort of see a bit of, like, you know, mist on the inside. 
of the bottle, not like misty mist, but you know, it starts misting up the outside. Um, I was like, oh, my, my, my water's getting a bit warm. And then I was on a voice call to, uh, to a colleague, and then suddenly my, wa- my water bottle made a little fart, um, and the big straw bed obviously like, had a big gas bubble build up because of the heat. And it just went blup, and threw this big splodge of water into my laptop. Like, oh, shit. So I like, I, I cursed the, the, the air blue with my colleague just like, oh, Michael's just done a swear at me, fair enough, and then run off. Come back in with a tea towel, like manically whopping up my thing in the middle of this call. I'm like, oh, this is probably fine. Carry on with the chat. And then halfway through, the laptop just goes, zook. Like, oh, bollocks. I was hoping that was going to be it and parts of the keyboard slowly fail, like when mine died, but no, no. No, no, it's just, um, yeah, just so it switches back on, but it doesn't stay on. So what I've done is I've left it on the windowsill in the sun. Hopefully, hopefully, like a daffodil, it will grow. We are gathered here today to remember Mike's laptop. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so that's, you don't that's get it. to take the Mickey out of me for chucking peach juice over a keyboard now because yeah. you managed to make a fountain. Oh, yeah, a laptop. sun-powered gas fountain. Like I was mm. just watching it; it made this little like <laughs> sound, like a little sort of bluffy <laughs> fart sound, and then it just squirted this perfect little jet of water onto the middle of the laptop. I was like, how could how could a mental man predict such a thing? That's wonderful. It is wonderful. I'm upset. Anyway, sorry. Should we do this room? Yeah. Well, let's. You know, you say do. Should we attempt this room? Yeah. So, um, for listeners who are still listening um, and didn't disengage during that agonising rant, um, so what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's an escape room, and it's infinite, and every room leads and connects into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Except that happening instead with your eyes and hands, it happens in your ear holes and imaginationings. One of us, and today it is moi, will present a part of the infinite escape room while the others try and solve it. And if they do not escape within the allotted period of time, then they shall lose, and sad, smelly endings will abound. And if they break anything, they will lose their deposit, which, this week, is an oddly heavy cardboard box addressed to Katie Hopkins, marked with Handle With Care, and with a faint ticking emanating from within. It's been a while since we've heard from her, isn't it? It is. A good old Katie Hopkins. And before I proceed any further, I'd just like to thank our fabulous patrons, and two in particular, Ryan and Hill. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. Thanks, Hill. You guys are pretty damn swell. You've kept the, the podcast online. You've kept the, uh, the metaphorical internet lights on. You keep John in muzzles as well. It's, <laughs> it goes through like two a week. Bites through them. If you'd like to join the ranks of, uh, of these wonderful folk, then you can do so for as little as a pound a month at www.patreon.com slash the infinite escape room. You can check out a link in the episode description below. So, gentlemen, are you ready? If we get enough Patreons, we can get Mike over to the Belgravia Centre. What's the Belgravia Centre? Google it. Ah, uh, John, is this one of those things where I Google Belgravia Centre and it's like three old men jerking each other off like Lemon Party? No. <laughs> Oh, hair loss. Oh, I see. Because of this. Ah. So that was that. Fuck you, John. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Darren. Well. Are you ready, folks? Yes. Yes. And let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, you were flung out of one of the infinite escape room's many transitions into its horrendous metaverse inner workings as something went horribly, horribly, horribly wrong with the very fabric of the room itself. You were spat out into a room without a story, without a puzzle, and without a clue, but overcame the time-bending hints to go to the bathroom. And there you met this man. Booger! He mutters after a moment. 
I suppose the infant escape room's broken, then. He just pulled up his trousers, tucked the newspaper under his arm, and gestured for you to follow. You do so. Bungling, we'll have to sort this out. My shift's just about over. As he walks across the small bathroom, the walls peel away, fluttering in an invisible wind into the distance over a plane of shifting vertices. He doesn't seem bothered by this and strides on carefully until he reaches a small office caught halfway between a tangent and a cactus flower. He raps confidently on the floor and opens it, hustling you inside before buggering off back into the swirling void. The inside of the office is a cathedral of camera monitors and control boards, each of which looks out with a grainy image on a scabbily assembled escape room. Oh, this is very Matrix. As you move past them, I was literally thinking of that when I wrote it. As you move past them, you notice that several of the monitors are showing a blue screen error, with the errors slowly propagating across the other monitors. In the very centre of the room is a chipped, peeling desk, under which you see a pair of bandy legs. Approaching the desk, you see the legs belong to a man who is frantically sorting through a bundle of wires sticking out of the floor. Hearing your approach, his head pops up momentarily. Oh dear, oh, no, 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 you mustn't be here. Oh, why would Geoffrey bring you here? No, no, this, this won't do at all. This train of thought is derailed by a brief pop and a puff of smoke emerging from the bundle. He curses colourfully and ducks back below the desk. Uh, the system was never quite intended to handle this much infinite. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they really knew what they were doing or, or how they were doing it. And now all of the dodgy puzzles are bleeding into the meta-logic. And now you're here and you shouldn't be here. And it's making things worse. Solvers solve puzzles. They don't muck about in the between spaces. You notice that the pace of propagating blue screens has increased and two-thirds of the room's monitors have now switched. Of the originals, several have shifted to nightmare static. The gentleman notices this and yelps, hopping out from under the desk and pushing you urgently towards a nearby cupboard. Several monitors crack and control boards fizz ominously as the walls visibly bend inwards. No, you, you shouldn't be here. The infinite escape room will turn itself inside out if it tries to solve itself. He shoves you inside the dark cupboard and slams the door behind you. Oh, find something to solve. If you can't find something, make it. I'll see if I can find anyone else to help. We need to ease the pressure. You are trapped within a pitch black room. You cannot help but notice, just at the edge of your hearing, the sound of a pan-dimensional escape room agonizingly contorting itself and a faint ticking. So, last week there were four of us. <laughs> yeah, chain about all those metaverses, swallowing <laughs> up them scared people. Hashtag, by Danny, by Alan. I knew Danny looked ill. <laughs> okay. That um, went very Terry Pratchett then. Um, I was pleased, went to the Matrix of Terry Pratchett, that was great. So, well, find uh, something to solve, and if you cannot make it... There was a mention of Jeffrey, and then there was mm. it wasn't um, it wasn't Bungle, but it sounded like Bungle. So um, it, it almost made me feel like we needed to find a Zippy and George, and then we've got basically the cast of Rainbow. I wow. wondered where those names came from in my head. <laughs> I do not understand that control reference. Rainbow, Zippy, George, like a nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties children's TV program. Isn't that Muppets? No. Anyway, I'm afraid you've I, lost me. I'm uh, going to assume we're on the clock. So. If I uh, place my arms out and very gently spin around, do I catch John and do I catch any walls? You do. You catch John with the back of your hand as he Ow. deserves. 
Um, and you can indeed feel the walls and indeed a switch. Could I uh, fumble the switch, please? You can indeed. You flick it and the room you are in is illuminated. The room felt quite small, almost like a cupboard, but actually seems to be part of a larger room divided away. A fancy two-way mirror in this room gives you visibility of what is happening in the adjoining room and a little door appears to permit you passage to it. The entire space appears to be around three metres by four metres across and both rooms appear to be completely empty. Hmm. Both rooms are about three by four? Yeah. So the two-way mirror, if I walk up to it, I can just see straight into the room on the other side. Um, There's nothing in it, no table, no chair, no interrogators. Correct. Okay, if I can I walk through the door? Yep, sure. Into the other room? Now, Ben, can you see me in here? Uh, Mike, can Ben see me in here? Ben, ben can see you in there, but unfortunately, John, you see only see your you. own reflection. Hmm. And is there anything else visible in the room with me? Nope. Hmm. Nothing, just bare walls? Just your cells? Sorry? Um, the room <laughs> that John is in, are they padded? If I... If I breathe on the mirror do, does condensation form uh yeah sure no messages appear in the mirror not unless you write them ah oh, ooh. okay not unless you write them can in, in the room that i'm in so on the other side of the mirror there's obviously the door that we were pushed through i presume there's the one-way mirror and the door that john's walked through to get to the room that he's in is there anything mm. else in that room no just yourselves and anything you brought in with you what do i have on my person well, everything you brought in with you, everything you, so you, Did yourself, bring anything the from the last room? The deposit. Oh, Could. we have the deposit. We have the heavy cardboard box for Katie Hopkins. Hmm. Faint ticking. The ticking, so the ticking was the sound of the box that we have with us. Is there any labels on the box? Uh, no, it's, it's merely, it's just Katie Hopkins' name. Okay. Can we um, look at it in the mirror and see what it reads backwards, like, or in the mirror? Well, as you know, if you put Katie Hopkins's mirror uh, name in a mirror, it reverses to... <laughs> Snick Hop! <laughs> if we open up the box, will that sully our deposit? Why? It's not at all. It's your deposit inside the box. You find a paper that reads, Dear Katie Price, they must have had the wrong name, I wish you the best of luck with your evil-themed escape room idea. Please find in this kit everything you might need to create your own escape room. Inside the box, you see a clock, which appears to be the source of the ticking and is counting down from 15 minutes, a rotary oh. dial padlock, pens and paper, a box of generic Halloween costume pieces, a single remote control actuator with accompanying remote control, a wooden box with a false bottom, and an extremely dull key with an attached blank key label. Outside, you hear bungling shout through the door. I found some more strays. I'm rooting them through the sewers now. Uh, they should be with you in around, oh, 15 minutes. I hope you've got something to solve by then. I, I'm not sure how much longer the room can take it. Oh, and for God's sakes, make sure they get a good key at the end. For God's sakes, make sure we get a good key at the end. Hmm. Okay, so we have a clock, which is ticking down in 15 minutes. What's the time on it right now? Uh, it's For the sake of fairness, I'm going to say it's currently ticking down for 15 minutes as of now. Okay, 15 minutes. Um, a rotary dial padlock. Uh, does it have a, uh, a... Is it already locked? Is it open? Can we set the lock? Uh, you are able to set the lock. Ooh, pens and paper, a box of generic Halloween costume pieces, a single remote control actuated with accompanying remote control, so a little little motor effectively, a wooden box with a false bottom, an extremely dull key and a blank key label. 
Are we getting... Hang on. Danny and Alan aren't here. Is our job to make a room for them? Is that what this is? We have 15 minutes to build a room for Danny and Alan, and they're going to get brought in to solve it. I can see Mike's sneaky face. I reckon that's it. I reckon that's, that's his latest awful twist on this hellscape. Well, not so much 15 minutes as um, 13 it's minutes, 50 13 seconds. minutes, 45 seconds. Okay, Christ. Right. Um, Essentially, you have 13 and a half minutes remaining to, between the two of you, create a very small escape room to solve. The room should take no longer than 10 minutes to solve. Hello, listeners. It's your boy, Editing Mike here. As you can tell, I designed this just to make Ben and John squirm. It takes us quite a while every single week to, uh, to come up with a puzzle, so imagine how horrible it's going to be to try and do an entire one on a time limit, on the recording, and together. Let's see how they do. And we have to watch them solve it. Okay. Uh, the rotary padlock, uh, what numbers are on it? Um, it is a 0-10 rotary padlock. Please consider this a MacGyver situation. Okay, yes, very much so. There's no right answer here. We have to create one. Um, okay, so we have wooden box with a false button, a dull key, a single remote control actuator, actuator with a company remote control. Okay, so we can control that ourselves. That doesn't have to be actually automatic. That's something that we make happen. So we can give them a task that where we, we decide when they've solved it. Ideally, something humiliating. Um, so... We need to, hmm, let me think, something humiliating. Danny and Alan. Something. I'm assuming the, it's Danny and Alan. Something with the Halloween costume? Yes. Um, box of generic Halloween costume. By costume pieces, Michael, what do you mean? Do you mean sort of elements of costume or like a goblin and a ghost and a witch? I would say any, anything that you would consider to be a generic Halloween costume piece. You know, dark cape, okay. skull, plasticky mask. Think Poundland, but not the stuff that's still on the shelves come Halloween. Okay, the the leftovers. Are there any orange balloons? Okay, okay, why orange balloons, Ben? Well, if we had orange balloons, then uh, they have pens. If the pens can draw on them, they could make uh, pumpkins, and they could somehow get the pumpkin. <laughs> that I'll allow it. Ah, was... <laughs> oh. <laughs> why? Um, I, I'm working, you know, under pressure here. <laughs> okay, rotary dial padlock, so we can give them a code. So the obvious thing to do is to to lock something in the box with the padlock. So with the false bottom, by that, what do you mean by that, Mike? Well, you know when your ass is a bit flat, but then you get collagen injected into it. Okay, right. Uh, no, so you know, so a false bottom uh, would be when there's an extra, for example, panel of lacquered wood on the bottom of a box, which is naturally the real bottom. You would be able to lift it away, and there'd be something underneath. You don't necessarily oh, need to I use all of these components. See. You can give them. Okay, no, no, I like that. So we. But the infinite escape room is eating itself. Okay, right, yes. And they're going to be in the room with the mirror. Yeah, we're going to be watching them. So uh, I'm thinking that, like, part of the puzzle, we could write something with, a, like, like, the grease of our fingers on the mirror. And then yeah, so it shows up with condensation. <sighs> yes, 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 that's good. Um, mm. Or, slash, and we could write something backwards on a piece of paper that they have to show up to the mirror. Um,. Okay, the blank key label. So we have to we have to label the key. We have to come up with a good key pun. Um, oh God, oh, my mind's so blank. We've got nine minutes. Ah! Uh, so the bottom of the box is hollow. This is Halloween themed potentially. Uh, mm. The bottom of the box, uh, w where a key would be, which technically wouldn't be hollow. No, it would be hollow, H hollow, but but with something in it. Uh, it would be the the hollow key. 
<sighs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, I love it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. What fresh hell is this? <laughs> Oh Welcome, God. everyone, to my puzzle-making. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the pun and work backwards. Mm. Um, Just remember, gentlemen, this will be a 10-minute solve, so you probably don't want anything too massive. Oh, don't worry. That's not an issue. That's not a risk. Right. So I think we can, we can break this up into parts. So we need to get them to dress up as a certain thing, and we can present a clue for what they need to dress up as. Um, something cryptic, so like a classic, classic Halloween um, stories or like uh, tropes. Mm. Well, uh, but are they are they dressing up, or is there merely like bits? Uh, is there really anything enough for them to dress up as something, or is there merely an accoutrement of stuff that isn't necessarily costume? Oh, like I, th- I think there's, there's enough bits for them to to dress up as you know a shit skeleton, a shit witch, you know, shit Katie Price, no Katie Hopkins, you know, all, mm. all the Halloween favorites. Hmm. Okay. Time check. Oh, could we uh, time check eight minutes? Could we do something with Hangman? As in, make them play a game of Hangman, and they have to dress up as a hanged man. We we could do. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes, and well, or ah, right. So if they look in the box and there's nothing there. Okay, mm-hmm. um, then there's just a box in the middle of the room. They uh, there could be like a bit of paper in there or something like that. The actuator then uh, will flip the false bottom and reveal the key when we want them to have that. So if we have instructions okay. about that, like if we have the hangman bit of paper or something like that in there, once they solve it, they can hear a rattle or a clunk or something a whir. in the in the box, therefore revealing the key. Um, yeah, I quite like that. That seems quite okay. like a, a nice. And the, the so the hangman thing has to in, incorporate Halloween. We could also we could use a pen and paper to hide notes in elements of costume. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like I like that flow, Ben. You I then like of course flow. have the hanky. Goes on and on. <laughs> uh, no hang, hanky, hanky, hand key. I mean, we can. You have in your hand the hand key. You have six <laughs> minutes, well, fifteen nice. seconds remaining. Okay, so the we're going to go with hand key because that's that's a decision that's been done. Um, that's in the false bottom of the box. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, we just need something to play some some word for hangman. Well, I I think that the costumes have to be the the clue for that. So okay, so how would you do that? So if you have got Hangman has to be something to do with with Halloween. Um, you bastard! Um, you so bastard! I'm thinking something like um, so the headless horseman, and it wouldn't have to be that long. It could just be headless, uh, headless man, headless horseman, um, anything like that. Mm, that's good. Um, I I wonder if the the clue is not um if the if the clue is is um cuz we could take some of the costumes with us and only leave certain costumes so we we could leave like only costumes of people that have been killed and so the the um the the clue is that they've all been executed and that the hangman um puzzle is the answer is hangman or like execution i i i to be honest i quite like the idea of it being hangman that's quite fun you play hangman and the answer is hangman. Yeah, the so the um, 
what I don't know is if we're gonna how we're gonna interact with them to say uh, no, there's not a Z oh, in. Oh, that. We, we so we put a message on the glass. So so we breathe, breathe into the glass. Um, one for yes, two for no, and then we knock on the glass. Ah, uh, so I let's not. I do. I'm just wondering whether. Um, I'm just wondering whether uh, breathing on the glass is just a little bit too much for a ten-minute puzzle. Whether that actually gets put on the bit of paper as, as well. Well, we can uh, we can always clue them in ourselves. So, like, if they're um, if they're <clears throat> they're not noticing the glass, we could just give the glass a little knock. Can so if we knock on the glass from one side, could they hear us on the other side? Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are making an escape room. You do whatever you want. Okay, right, great. I I think we do that then. So we leave a message, breathe like, um, you know, sweaty fingered onto the glass that only be revealed by them breathing on it. If they don't do it, we tap on the glass until they come close and breathe on it. Knock one finger and two finger. Well, no. So so we want to right, Mike. We want to. We're going to write onto the glass, onto the mirror with our sweaty thumbs. One for yes, two for no. Okay. Okay. Uh, the idea being that we can clue them from the other side about the hangman puzzle by tapping once for yes and twice for no. Um, how are you going to separate us here? This is fascinating. We've got, we've got two and a half minutes, two minutes, 45. Okay. So the, the hang, we're going to leave um, a sheet of paper um, in the middle of the floor with the pen on it. And the sheet of paper has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dashes on it across it. H-A-N-G-M-A-N, hangman. And the answer is going to be hangman. We're going to take some of the costumes with us and only leave them with costume pieces for people that have been killed. So, such as. Such as. So, um, uh, God, uh, we could leave them one for a vampire with a stake through its heart. Uh, we could leave them um, one for a smallpox victim. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had that costume on you. It was great. Um, I like the bumper straight through heart. Um, one, uh, one for zombie dead. Uh, hmm. Mummy, mummy. Uh, but have they been killed? Or have they just died? No, it needs to be better. It needs to it needs to be people that have been because if, if this is supposed to clue them into executed. Yeah. Oh, yes. and then uh, so the label on the key. We're just going to draw a little hand on the label. Uh, and the, the key is going in the false bottom of the box. We're going to position the actuator so that it will reveal the false bottom. Um, we should put the pen and paper in the box in the normal the, the normal compartment, shouldn't we? Yes. So the pen and paper is going to be in the box in the normal compartment. The key is under it in the false bottom. The false bottom won't open until we do it with the actuator. Um, <clears throat> who gets hanged? Who gets hanged famously? Famous people who are hung. Mm. Anybody, Mike? Come on, help us out. Famously bad on general knowledge. Didn't we hang Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might after this. We got thirty-five seconds. Come on. Uh... <laughs> Definitely not googling. I do that a lot when no googling. This is you guys. You guys are making a room. You need to you feel free to google it. Ah, the room is behind schedule. Okay, on I want to confirm suicides. Suicides. Uh Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Costume in there. And and you think that'll be the clue as opposed to his many <laughs> iconic roles. I don't know. Oh god. Eight. Oh, god. Seven. I hope you guys have got a room to present. Uh, four. Three. Two. Can we have more time? 
Hi, guys. Hello, listeners. It's your boy editing Mike again. I clearly had the devil in me the day I wrote this room. Poor Laura thought that she was going to be coming in and solving a normal room as part of a team. Little did she know she'd be dropped in on her own to solve Ben and John's hastily cobbled together creation. Prepare for some more squirming. And we're ready. Oh, but which costumes are we leaving? Oh, God. Jeffrey shouts through the door once more. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Danny and Alan fell into the felching pits. You've only got one left. Oh, have her. Have Laura. She'll solve it. You've probably only got ten minutes before the whole place goes up. Hurry. Hi, I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a Marlboro Sauvignon. What's going on? A circular hole appears in the ceiling, and a rather bewildered Laura, with a glass of wine, drops into the middle of the room you've made. Your time starts now. Are we... We're in the other room, presumably, and Laura's in a room on her own? That's correct. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape (laughs) 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 Project. John, would you like to make the initial description? Oh, God. So, Laura, in the room uh, with you... You can see along one uh, one wall there is uh, a mirror, large mirror covering most of the wall. Uh, in the middle of the room, there's no furniture, uh, but there is a small wooden box, and there is next to it a extensive pile of Halloween costume accoutrement. Okay, so that's what's with me, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to do? probably rifle through some of these costumes i think <laughs> anything um anything of note yes you you can <laughs> sorry we this was a matter of some <laughs> so we have we have uh, a vampire costume and uh where i mean, you wouldn't be able to put it on because where the uh the the chest is uh round about where the heart is located there is a a stake um wedged through it uh, there is also a a zombie a zombie a zombie no ben no ben we're not doing pun keys right now <laughs> stop it <laughs> you stop it i just slipped out <laughs> yes there's also a zombie outfit a uh, classic mummy outfit and uh except the mummy's very clearly being bludgeoned in the head yeah they're very okay. clearly dead um- you guys have had some fun up until now, haven't you? Can I take a look at the mirror? Well, you've been tortured by your husband, which you must be familiar with. Uh, oh. If you look in the mirror, uh, all you can see is yourself and, and the other items in the in the room. Hmm. Okay. Right. Um, I'm quite sure what to do here. Well, you've still got the wooden box. Okay. Can I take a look at sure, the wooden uh, box? Sure. The lid opens. Inside, uh, there is a piece of paper and a pen. The piece of paper has seven dashes across it. Seven dashes. Okay, so it's a seven-letter word, effectively. Okay. Anything else at all? No? You can hear a tapping sound coming from the mirror. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just the tap, is there a particular tune or pattern to it, or is it just a tapping noise in the mirror? So... Effective, maybe something behind the mirror tapping to come through. Yeah, that that um... that would be a safe assumption. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Help. Would you like to try? Uh, maybe <laughs> I could invite you to interact with the mirror in some way. Yeah. Could I tap back? Maybe. 
Uh, tapping back doesn't seem to get any kind of a response. Okay. Um, touching the mirror at all do anything to it? Uh, no, but you, you do sort of leave a, um, a trail of grease from your fingers across the mirror. Oh, I didn't realise that was greasy. Um, You're about my only, only lightly. <laughs> you, you leave a slight residue. <laughs> okay. Five minutes, 20 seconds remaining. How close are you to the mirror now, Laura? Sorry, other than like touching the mirror, all I can do is look at it realistically. How, how close is your face? Right up against it, let's say. Ah. Um, so some mist from your, your breath um, sort of mists up the, uh, or some, some moisture from your breath mists up the, the mirror slightly. Okay. And uh, you just, uh, just through the little patch that you've created, you can see one four, uh, as in F-O-R. Uh, you might want to sort of try and mist a bit more of the mirror. Yep. Let's keep going along. Uh, so having a, a nice big patch of misted mirror, you get uh, one for yes and two for no. Ah, so I have to ask yes, no questions. Okay. <laughs> but relating to what? <laughs> okay, can I ask you if somebody is there? So that's one for yes, somebody is there. Um, okay. <laughs> is it you guys? Are you there? Okay. Am I supposed to be trying to help you guys escape? Or is it something I need to do for you guys? Okay. Does it have anything to do with the costumes? Is it the vampire costume? Okay, that's a no. Is it the mummy costume? Maybe yes. Is it something to do with the, the, the head bashed in bit of the mummy costume? Cause you, no, no, no. Anything to do with the zombie? Three minutes remaining. <laughs> 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 hello it's your boy editing mike here it was at this point that the gentleman realized that the costume clues they'd included had basically no link whatsoever to the hangman puzzle they'd tried to introduce what we could see on the webcam was john squirming and looking dreadfully dreadfully uncomfortable as he tried to navigate this oh, i'm sorry I'm no, no. useless. um I, I would I would uh, go back to some of the other things that you found. Right, so is, is it something to do with the paper and pen, seven, seven letter thing? Okay, does the seven letter word have anything to do with the outfits? Because looking at it, vampire has seven letters, but don't think that, does that have anything to do with it? No. Two minutes mm. remaining. Um, mm, uh, um, um. <laughs> Don't squeaking away there. There's uh, 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 what might you want to put on the uh, the 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 dashes on the paper? Well, I'd want to write a word or something there. That was, that was an emphatic yes from John there. <laughs> How did you know it was me? <laughs> I'm trying to think what else it could be. Gentlemen, you remain at liberty to provide hints, and you have a minute remaining. Uh, try a letter. Try a letter. With the word costume, seven letters with effect. No. Are we going to play hangman here? Right. <laughs> is there an A? There is an A. That doesn't necessarily mean a start with an A, though, does it? <laughs> uh, the, the knocker will now provide how many A's there are. He's going to work this out. How many was that? Two A's. 
Uh, any S's? Nope. Uh, E's? Nope. N's? Two N? T? Nope. No idea where this is going. You've oh. already said it! <laughs> a seven-letter word is one that you've already said, but you didn't guess that word. Okay, I've said a lot of words and I'm not sure. Um, don't know. One might say it's the name of the game. Ah! <laughs> I'm being really dumb, I'm really sorry. No, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, it's a hangman. Yes! You hear uh, one knock on the glass and uh, a, a weird vibration coming from the box. Okay, can I take a look at the box? Uh, looking in the box, you can see uh, before where it was empty, uh, there is now a key. Uh, there's a label attached to the key with uh, with a little hand drawn on it. Uh, congratulations, you have found the hand key. And you have solved our <laughs> puzzle. With the puzzle solved, Bungalin bursts into the room and snatches the hand key off of Laura. Oh God, I hope you had a good pun! He burbles, dashing back to the back of the room. The wall rolls aside to reveal an enormous, complex fuse box. A black smoking area in the centre sizzles threateningly. Red LEDs blink ominously across it. Uh, the, the whole place runs on puns, you see. Uh, hopefully this will be enough to reset it. And with that, he slams the key into the middle of the hole and twists. For a moment, nothing happens. And then the key begins to glow red. The distant sound of rending rooms grows quieter, and one by one, the red lights begin to flicker out. Bungalin sits on the floor, sweat pouring off him. Oh, that should keep it going for a bit. He looks across at the three of you. What the blazes am I supposed to do with you lot, though? To be continued. Well done, gentlemen. And lady. No. Oh God. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. We the the bastard, your husband, <laughs> trapped us in a room and then said you've got fifteen minutes to make a ten minute room. Good luck. <laughs> and Laura didn't know this, by the way. Oh. I have a clue. I was just asked to join in. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Laura. That was that was a tragedy bad. We also managed we also managed to create a clue system that was worse than just speaking. <laughs> we, what? <laughs> I like the costumes and how they uh, confused matters. <laughs> yes, that was. We could have just taken them out, and it would have been easier. Um, we we're, were also we were in the middle of debating what costumes to leave in, um, and we were trying to find out who had died by hanging. And all I could think of was Robin Williams. <laughs> Couldn't you have done like historical? Like, like who? Like who? <laughs> was Lord Horhor hung? Lord who? With the very fact that you need to ask that question with a frown on your face means it's not a good hint. <laughs> oh yes, in front of you is a costume of Lord Hawhaw. I, I have no home. idea who that is. Uh, he was the guy who, um, he was the, the traitor. He was the radio traitor in World War II. Um, who would be like, hey, them Germans, oh. they're pretty cool dudes. Um, and he was a dick. And then I think they hung him. What well, How did you two find coming up with a room together in 15 minutes? Oh, dreadful. <laughs> 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 you looked incredibly stressed when I came in. Um, it was absolutely dreadful. Do you know, I, it, so it, it definitely wasn't a case of, for me, it wasn't a case of creating a room together. It it was purely the, the, the time constraint for me. Um, the the idea that we could bounce ideas, or the fact that we could bounce ideas off each other was quite good. Um, mm. When 
one of us suggested something and the other one didn't kind of like respond to it. You're like, right, well, that's just a dead idea. Just you know, not that. <laughs> but then it was really good when um, I, it, it was minutes ago and I can't really remember it. But um, like John would say something and I'd be like, yes, that's a really good idea or vice versa. And that kind of gave validation that, yes, that would be a good, good line of um, a good line to follow sort of thing. Yeah, for me, it was just stressful because the time constraint. <laughs> that was like what, some kind of horrendous team building exercise. So folks, tune in next week to find out what the hell these guys are going to do stuck essentially at the fuse box of the infant escape room with the whining bandy-legged bungling. Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye.